Welcome to the Small Fictions Podcast. Every week, three aspiring, slash, totally shit writers create short stories and send them to an English teacher for grading. Here are your hosts, Ryan, Alex, and Elliot. Got to do a massive shout out to the Chatterbix podcast um, with David L and Joe Wilkinson because they featured Small Fictions on their Patreon page this week, uh, and I was over the moon. Uh, we we um we were their first ever feature on Feature Friday, and uh, we got hey. so if if you're a listener that's come off the back of that, welcome. Thank you for joining us. You're very kind. In fact, I knew it's quite a few nice comments that. We had that I should really uh, talk about. Let me just load up, load them up. Just whilst you're loading that up, in the middle of that, uh, so Ryan, your recommendation was to listen to David Earl and David Edwards. Is it David yeah. Edwards? Um, Random Film Generator podcast. And so I've been been binging on it. Oh, fantastic. I'm uh, glad to hear it. It's such a good but, podcast, isn't it? For the last few days. So I'm just going to apologise to the two Davids now, and particularly David Edwards, because I think in the last couple of days, since listening to that, I've just been saying that everything is fantastic. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Isn't he brilliant, David Edwards? He's so good. Oh, it's just it just massively. I read just one brief comment to say it's life-affirming. Yeah, it is. But just everything. He's just such a nice guy. Yeah, there you go. Podcast recommendations as well, guys. Um, so yeah, so lots of nice people said said some nice things. So just shout out to who have we got: um, Dave, Guy, Ellie, Stephen Flynn, Dan Bowman, Ryan Taylor, Jerry Johansson, James Cooper, Dan Scott, Rhiannon Kershaw, uh, John Watering, Paula Robinson, Stuart Strange, Jackie Nixon. Oh, Jackie sent us a nice message as well on Instagram, um, and Zoe. Uh, very kind guys, and I think there was a bunch more listeners that came off the back as well back of that so welcome aboard small fictions i hope you stay um, but no one said elliot's pirate story was good right <laughs> no one mentioned gideon jennings no one mentioned that no, no. as expected sure <laughs> no one said anything about anything. no one said anything about that story but not that story even more so yeah Nothing against all of those people that you've just called out but that i i was i'm slightly disappointed because i the last time i think you'd mentioned listeners you were talking about like having listeners in Tehran and like, yeah, not Tehran, and places. Yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose but, the 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 podcast that we got featured on is is mainly a British audience, I suppose. So maybe yeah. the people were getting off the back of that are British. Uh, I'm pretty mm. and Australian, I think. As oh, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we we've still got multinational listeners. We should say hello to them as well. Yeah, they're, they're increasing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely absolutely <laughs> lots of americans isn't there philippines belize yeah portugal yeah all of that we've got swedish um canadian yeah hi guys um anyway enough of that shit um so mr teacher i've got some feedback for you mm-hmm. uh this is from another teacher whose name is alan and he writes about um i think he was talking about a couple of episodes back, so I think it was the hmm. episode 13, which was the thought-provoking stories episode. Yeah, I know what this is about. He says, um, so just to remind you on that, Alex wrote about the simulation theory and the Matrix, uh, and I wrote about the capital- capitalist nightmare 
No, you wrote a, about some sort of nonsense goblin in a cave, <laughs> which no one could understand. Yeah, the truth the goblin, truth yeah, goblin, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so Alan writes, um, what the actual fuck was Mr. Teacher smoking this week? Oh, wow, it's fucking word-for-word word rip-off of The Matrix, except for different bands play music playing at the end. This is very thought-provoking. Oh, a simple story about the concept of alienation in the capitalist world? Derivative tosh. Normally, I'm on board with Mr. Teacher, but honestly, couldn't believe what I was hearing on my drive home. The first story did make me think. It made me think, what a load of utter shit. The amount yeah. of heavy lifting Mr. Teacher had to do to explain the hidden concept of that story would put Arnold in his prime to shame. So, yeah, I mean, Alan's words, not mine. but That is hit like a blunderbuss. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think you've I think you've shared this with me before. Um, yeah, I wanted to. And, I'm trying to prod you with it, and you've not really reacted the way I want you to yet. So I'm keeping. No, it, no, it's fine. And you know, I, I I can't remember. Have I talked about the uh, kind of post-structuralism, death of the author yes, stuff before you, on here? You did mention it last episode. Excellent. That was a very quick yes, as if to say, shut the fuck up. We don't we don't want to hear about it again. Oh God, he's going to talk about the death of the author again. But I'm, I'm going to talk about it anyway because um, I think that there's a there's <laughs> There's definitely, you know, the the heavy lifting, the, the suggestion of a heavy lifting to get to a kind of a potential authorial meaning that isn't there is is largely irrelevant because it is the it is for the recipient, and I am the recipient, I am the reader, to make of the story what he or she will. And therefore Alan is perfectly entitled to his opinion, albeit, albeit that it's wrong. Um, as are you know everyone else, Lily, Dave, etc. But you know, I, 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 I happen to think that the author's intention there was actually what, uh, what, what came out in in the review, and I, I think that we're giving the author a great disservice if we think that it's a, a superficial piece of writing because I think it's excellent. No, I, I would agree with that. At the end of the day, doesn't, doesn't <laughs> this um, doesn't this kind of just come down to the intelligence of the listener? And if they can't appreciate all these hidden layers that the author was clearly going for, well, I mean, that's on them, right? Albeit, no offence, Alan, please keep listening. Sure. sure. Or Alan's seen Rick and Morty. Yeah, he knows the truth. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you, Alan. I'll, I'll support you, mate. Um, all right. So what's been going on? Elliot, you you were in a foreign country running out mountains. <laughs> yeah, I went to Madeira. It was, uh, yeah, beautiful. Anything to report? Beautiful country. Um yeah, Jill made uh, Jill made a pretty uh, funny comment. We um, we were in these rock pools on the coast, um, just um, yeah, kind of chilling out and everything. There was a uh, there was a young couple sort of behind us, just in the shallows, probably like early twenties, something like that. And um, like I was just chilling, chilling on the wall. Jill turned round uh, to me because she saw there were these like massive red crabs like walking across the wall she just turned around to me to tell me about the crabs but then she clocked something going on with the with this couple and then she just rapid fired all of the information at once because she'd by the time she'd seen these people she was she'd already started telling me about the crabs so she literally just kind of went oh there's some crabs there oh he's she's getting fingered like literally <laughs> <laughs> just like Rapid fire, and I was like, I don't know what to look at first. <laughs> it was, it was really funny, um, but I think you know she wanted, she wanted a second opinion because it was obviously all happening below the waterline. 
So what did you look at? The, the fingering, right? Or the, or the yeah. crabs? Wait, no, how did you see that lines. she was being fingered under the water? Was Jill underwater? Well, it just... No, no, no. Like, they were far enough away, even if... No. Um, just the way their, their bodies were positioned, like, they were kind of pretty close. He had one kind of shoulder kind of down. <laughs> it was... Um, right. It did look very much like a finger blasting. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I haven't but, read I haven't read Sunset yet, but w- was this an inspiration for a story? Uh, no, I didn't write about fingering. No, and uh, could you have. just um, replicate that for us uh, in Jill's accent? Because I think that would help mm. us. No, I've been. Uh, I'll start you off, Phil. Oh, Elliot Munt. She's getting fingered, man. The crabs on the wall, she's getting finger blasted. Apologies, Jill. Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, Jill. our, our first fan, don't alienate us. Okay, um, <laughs> great. Okay, well, are we ready to crack on? Uh, yeah, I think so. Cool. So, this week's uh, what are we high street this week? Uh, and I, I went a bit left field with mine, and I think it's story number one. And Mr. Teacher, I've um, got a request, feel free to say no. But I think it would enhance all of our listening experiences if uh, you were to go along with it. I'd like to play a beat in the background while you read the story. Of course, <laughs> uh, not, that doesn't sound fair. <laughs> like it really, like immediately soundtrack. Well, you just <laughs> like is is a couple of grades boost because you got a beat playing in the background. Story number one. I went to Woolworths with me mum and bought three CDs and some chewing gum. Popped to Clinton's, nipped to Smith's, grabbed 60 pence worth of pick and mix. Life was simple, life was fun, before medical issues with me fucking bum. Before I paid taxes, before I had a job, before my flipping belly hid me flaming knob. I bought a paper for me dad, came with a free scratch card and a pack of fags. Turn to page three, clock the jugs, memorise them notes for a later tug. Life was simple, life was bomb, before my schoolmates all moved on. Before I had to think, before I had to grow, before I let shit happen to me, I simply don't know. Sitting in Starbucks where Clinton's used to be, no more CDs, no more page threes. Woolworths is gone now, it made a sharp exit, nothing left for me to do. Except vote Brexit. Boom! Drop the mic. (laughs) DJ (laughs) Khaled. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe you were the only one that couldn't Ah, hear it, and you were the one singing it. Did you just? Could you not hear anything? No. It was great with a beat did behind it. Such a good job. It was over the top with a beat. Yeah, it was perfect. I couldn't hear. Couldn't hear anything in the background at all. Nailed oh, it. That is brilliant. Oh uh, well, thank oh, you. Oh man. Um, it was still stupid though. You, right? What? What? You? Ungradable. I don't think we were listening. It's not, to the same it's thing not a short story. That, there, there's start. nothing. There's nothing in there which is the short story. You made. Well, it tells a nice story. I mean, there's things I really liked about it, actually. Um, I mean, it's obviously a nice little bit of nostalgia. So, you know, anyone else sort of age is going to love that. 
Um, yeah, but have you seen the, the title? What's the title? Nostalgia is for the feeble-minded. If anything, mm. it's an ode. Yeah, so El, El enjoyed it. <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> I, I hate nostalgia. You got me. Do you? Yeah. I, no, I think when it's overdone, then it's bad. But, you know, just little nods. It's all good. Right. So a whole poem about it. With a a whole poem, yeah. It might have, might have been a little bit <laughs> over the top. But I did like um, like the memorise, the the picture for later tug. That was quite a nice line. Thanks. And the um, was it the verse after that? You kind of went a bit serious. And that was like, uh, you know, when my friends moved away and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That was that was uh, trying to trying to get a little. Well, bit your friends free. didn't move away though. You moved away. Oh, it's not about me. You, your friends are still it's here. Just a random you, if, guy oh, from I, I immediately assume it's about you. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Well, fair enough. But I, I still think it was crap. Do you think the like, the nice political note at the end was hard hitting? No, that was crap as well. Oh, okay. What's Brexit got to do with the high street? Like nothing. Yeah, I, I feel that you were just looking for stuff that rhymed there. What? No, it was. All... <laughs> <laughs> No, that's not. I, it's, it's all part of the same else. thing, I'll isn't it? it? The nostalgia people—they're the ones that voted Brexit, and they like you start going to the high street, getting their fags. What? Because they miss Woolworths. Yeah, so, so they voted Brexit because they want their Woolworths back. Um, what? Yeah, that's a bit no, controversial. Really? I don't think ever uh, yeah. ever came up. Don't don't come at me, Brexit people, please. Uh, well, I didn't like it. I don't think Boris ever said in his Brexit plan we're going to bring back Woolworths. You didn't like it? Oh, I can't believe you didn't like it. it was... I didn't like it, and I agree with El. Boris never mentioned um, bringing back Woolworths. No one cares. <laughs> okay. Um, well, it's the most impressive thing I've ever done in my I... life, so I stand by it. To be, to, to be really? honest, it was bold to go in like a different direction. Thank you. Oh. So, you know. I don't. I don't even think it's bold. Like he, he's he's come up with a poem and he put a beat behind it. Like if he wants to say it's like that's what a song beatbox is, week, <laughs> then fine. We'll all come up with a poem and everything. It's high street week, and he, he's come up with some. Well, it's a poem about a high street. <laughs> yeah, can't get more high street than I that. I don't know. But does, I get. Does, I get what you're saying. It's, it's you know, it's is not it a subversive? Proper, it's not a short, short, been... short story, but I don't know. Look, stories can no, come in all know. shapes and forms. It's just a little bit of a rhyming one. That's all. Well, I didn't like any of it. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Right. Uh, but Mr. Teacher, great accent. Um, yeah, if no, you're from you know Burnley, listen to this. Can you, can you write in and tell us how accurate that accent is? <laughs> no, please don't. <laughs> it's a shame we don't have a, a Chris equivalent in Burnley. Yeah, we'll find one. Story number two. Uh, okay, so high street butt stuff. It's <laughs> a great title, straight oh, away. Sounds like I'm a you. I'm listening. Think, think we know who this is. <laughs> I'm already regressing the fact that I posed that as a question. High street butt stuff. <laughs> okay, so high street butt stuff. Note to reader: all dialogue is in exaggerated Aussie accents. The the Aussie accents are back with heavy emphasis on the. Why in mate like mate? Is that is that is that accurate? No. Yeah, no, that's accurate. But um, you want mate, to know, just 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 good, that's yeah. Like I, I think all of it, it, it. I mean, I think it's a fantastic story that I've come up with here. It's um, yeah. It doesn't matter how you deliver it; is a star material. Okay, all right, here we go. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is mm-hmm. high street butt stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Feller walked awkwardly down the high street and into the doctor's office. Ah, oh, my favourite regular customer. G'day, Mr. Feller. How the hell are you? Ah, oh, g'day, dog. Strangest thing happened again. I fell over onto a cucumber and whoosh. Straight up the old balloon, Gnault. <laughs> yeah, straight up chocolate starfish show again. Can you believe it? Whoosh <laughs> like a chuzwazzer up a dumpy dunny pipe, eh? Stranger things, mate. The doc reached for the plunger. All right, drop the pants. You know the drill by now, Mr. Feller. He dropped his pants and exposed his butt to the dock. So, other than rogue veggies being a bloody nuisance, what you been up to, mate? Not a lot, doc. I bought a new phone. Oh, yeah? What you get? The doctor slapped the enormous plunger over the patient's full butt and started plunging. Ah! Oh, it's, it's this new... Ah! I forget what it is. Ah! Cool, but it, it's got a torch. Me out, which is a pretty bonzo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Torch come in handy. That will be, mate. <laughs> ah! Yeah, it's oh, pretty useful because I, I dropped my <laughs> keys the other night and I used the torch to find them. And oh, wouldn't you know it? They were next to the plant pot. Me butt, me butt. sterilized lab equipment. The cucumber came <laughs> behind it and crashed through the wall into the next room, wiping out Sheila at the front desk and giving her a mild concave concussion that would require no treatment. I didn't hear any of that last paragraph. I, mean... I was laughing too hard. What the <laughs> fuck? I... Uh... <laughs> A doctor chucked the plunger across the room, smashing into various serialized lab equipment. <laughs> the cubicle came flying out behind it and crashed through the wall into the next room, wiping out Sheila at the front desk and giving her a mild concave concussion. Yes, that would require no treatment. <laughs> All right, okay. Um, I yeah, I've, I mean, I've got a few things to say on this. Oh, this Jesus is, uh, Christ! Um, I <laughs> um. What I liked about it was the the plunging whilst the conversation was happening. For me, that's what that was a stroke of genius because I think I think I know <laughs> because it's you know it's it's one of those it's a throwaway conversation. It's a mundane conversation, one that you have you know at work with someone you know a coworker, not really a friend. And you just kind of have it, but bringing bringing something mundane in like to life like that is is genius. It's basically Alex, you know the um the the plastic bag in American Beauty. It's kind of like that. Um, oh my god, Ew. such an amazing thank you, man. I really appreciate well, that. What so, an amazing review. I think well, you've the reason it the reason well. being, I was going for American Beauty, the the plastic bag. <laughs> The reason being is that I know I've, I've, I am sometimes the biggest critic of your stories, Al, but I think what I would have mm-hmm. criticised is that if you just went with describing the plunging in obnoxious detail and that was the story, I think adding the extra layer of the, of the conversation, the mundane conversation about the phone, that's what elevated it for me. Oh, well, thank you so much. I've really, I'm happy to hear that feedback. Really appreciate it. Um, 
it, you know, it was a difficult story to come up with. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it was that um the second from last paragraph, the way that Mr. Teacher read that was what yeah. oh it was so perfect. Ah me back, me back, and I was gone. I couldn't hear anything after that. It was superb. It's a highlight of the series for me. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, glad to hear that. Jesus Christ! I think I nailed, I nailed the um the, the high street theme as well, right? No, that's the one thing well, you didn't know. You just yeah. like, the first line. He walked down the high street, and that just happens to be where the doctor's was. Yeah, everything else you, you just you chuck- all you're interested in is plunging out a cucumber out of someone's butt. You chuck the high street at the beginning instead of the end, and yeah, I suppose yeah. you know the doctor's office is maybe on the high street, but. There's no real story to it. Like <sighs> it's it's just all about this one joke, um, which is fine. But there's there's I mean, I did have a longer version. I'm sure you know what happened at the end in the longer version. Yeah, <laughs> he walked back out into the high street and went to the vegetable shop. <laughs> <laughs> so hang on, it was one line longer. <laughs> Yeah, it's hardly the bloody Snyder cut, is it? I trimmed it because I thought it was going on a bit long. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, superb! All right. Oh man, I'm sorry. No, you know that was really funny. Just a shit story, but really funny. (laughs) Uh, yeah, but well done, Mister Tichy. Delivered it so well again. Like I, I write this stuff down. I think, oh, oh, it's genius. And then you bring it to life. <laughs> story number three. Okay, story three. It's just business. A man from out of town wandered down the high street. He looked out of place likely because he looked happy and unworried. He stopped just past Weatherspoons and looked at two shops opposite each other, his eyes darting back and forth in confusion. He stopped to pass a by. Excuse me, why does such a small town have two massive shops like this that sell the same thing? The gruff townie replied, One's proper. That one there is just a pretender. On one side of the street sat... Ryan's Butt Plug Emporium, and directly opposite, Owl's Dongtastic, bombastic, orgasmically outstanding Pleasure Warehouse. (laughs) Both entrepreneurs had excelled with brilliant marketing campaigns for their shops and convinced the whole town that every adult needed a dildo in their life to make themselves happy, though they had also publicly trash-talked each other in the process. They had both achieved record profits and had been so successful that the local DFS had removed its stain guarantee on new sofas. The downside, though, had been clear. Everyone had chosen their favourite and considered the rival shop to be a pale imitation. The town was divided. Divorce proceedings were not uncommon after finding one spouse dildoing themselves with the wrong dildo. Asking to borrow a friend's dildo was more likely to end with a parted friendship rather than parted butt cheeks or labias. 
The atmosphere in town was so tense you could cut it with a dildo. Events reached fever pitch when some of Al's loyal customers organised a rally in the high street to show their support and denounce Ryan's emporium. Ryan's followers turned up at the rally to do the opposite. It started okay, just a little light-hearted chanting and dildo waving. It was clear, though, that a small minority were not content with the peaceful demonstration, and soon enough chants turned to scorn, which turned to shouting. When the first dildo flew through the air and smashed the vicar's nose up, everyone knew that was it. Big Dave waddled through the crowd on his bow legs, diesel generator strapped to his back, powering his pneumatic drill mounted kidney cracker 2000, making short work of anyone who came too close. He wasn't brought down until someone hurled a love egg at his love eggs. Chavi Debs hurled herself into the fray next with her terrifyingly large silicon appliance, the words Fist of Fury scrawled down the length in tipex. Round her neck hung a model spoke unstroke and Chavondale male milking sleeve, <coughs> trophies liberated from her bludgeoned victims. S.T. Dennis, so named due to him having more STDs than average whorehouse wet wipe, had a different approach. He simply waved his Series 7 tug buddy at people who instantly backed off and ran away. Some of those not interested in fightings began dildoing themselves at the side of the road, their own interpretation of Gandhi's teachings. Finally, the police came to put an end to the carnage. At first, the water cannons and truncheons just turned people on, making things worse. But the police soon showed they weren't fucking around and beat the shit out of anyone refusing to lay down their dildo and come quietly. By morning, the carnage was evident. Amongst the broken placards and the faint waft of decaying smegma were hundreds of discarded dildos, most beyond repair. <laughs> Amazingly, the townspeople were already on their way back to the high street. By the time the shops opened, the queues were around the corner. Everyone had come out to replace their lost and broken dildos. Above the shop fronts, in their respective offices, both tycoons surveyed the street before, before, street before pouring a beer. Al filled a stellar glass with a can of Foster's and Ryan <laughs> poured out some posh beer he'd found on the internet. They caught each other's eyes from their windows, held up their glasses and winked. Whoa. <laughs> really like the idea that people are taking their dildos to be repaired. Oh, man. That, well, they're sort just buying new ones. Turn up to the repair <laughs> shop on Channel 4 with that. Yeah. Well, I loved, I loved every minute of that. Oh. Every minute of that story was fantastic to me. <laughs> Absolute. Just the name of the Thanks. store. What was, Mr. Teacher, can you read it's... back the name of my store? Uh, I, I didn't, I just like to hear it again. Yeah. Uh, it was called Al's Dongtastic Bumbastic Orgasmically Outstanding Pleasure Warhouse. Yeah. Warhouse. That's a hell of a warehouse. No, no, what it is I... Warehouse. Warehouse, not Warehouse. Warehouse. It's, um, <laughs> well, it's Craig David, isn't it? Is it? I feel oh, bombastic, fantastic, statically outstanding. The, you know the um, the song, the old song. Is that Craig oh, David? I well. remember the, the song. But is, is that it Craig, Craig David? David? I don't. I don't remember him singing about dildo warehouse. No, I think it's slightly different words, but yeah, it's oh, quite well. a niche reference. Yeah, yeah. He, he was a niche <laughs> reference, but I thought even if you didn't get the reference, it would still work. Hello to all of our American listeners, by the way. Oh, um. <clears throat> Yeah, I thought the name of my store was a lot better than the name of Ryan's store. Um, so it doesn't, I agree. You know, 
Uh, who, so who won the actual Dildo Store Awards? We both well, did. The, we I both deliberately winners. kept it vague. You know what? Basically, what I set out to do was like write a hard-hitting social commentary. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, sure. Which, and he delivered. And I, that's what I I went for. So you know, I it's didn't. What I didn't want to basically kind of take one side. I wanted to present a whole view. No, and you did that very well. I think um, I have no cri- no critique about it at all. I think everything about it was fantastic. There was a lot of um, uh, who, who was the guy who turned up with the the. the, the uh, Big Dave with his Big bo- Dave, with his, yeah, with his bow legs. That was good with his special deals diesel powered machine. Diesel, diesel generator strapped to his back, powering his pneumatic. I mean, that's just mounted. like steampunk, post-apocalyptic, yeah, terrifying. But it's, it's a, a dildo. Pneumatic, pneumatic drill strapped to a dildo generator with a with a dildo on the end. Yeah, what's a dildo yeah. generator? No, sure. a diesel generator. Oh, right, you said dildo generator. Got diesel generator on his back. I thought he had something that can produce dildos. <laughs> Holding a pneumatic drill like uh, Rambo with an M60. Yeah. And then in the end, you've got a dildo. Just yeah, I've got it. Yeah, I've got it. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I appreciate the extra description because um, I didn't quite get it. But now I, I definitely get it. I think it was um, all of it was a work of genius. Oh, thank you. Um, I disagree. Um, <laughs> <laughs> politely. Um, not that I didn't enjoy name, it. Your store's name wasn't as Yeah, that's what I didn't right. like the most about it. Is that why you didn't good. like it? <laughs> well, that immediately got my back up, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I was... Well, I, I wrote yours first, and then I just rem- remembered the... I tried to make words fit with the Craig De- David uh, thing. I'm, and... I'm fine, you know, there's nothing wrong with my my name, but but Plug Emporium versus Dogtastic, Bombastic, Organically Outstanding Pleasure Warehouse doesn't compare, does it? Yeah, no, you're <laughs> never going to win. <laughs> no. Everyone's gonna, everyone's gonna buy ours dildos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so um, I um, yeah, I liked it. You know, yeah, good. But you know, but I wouldn't some... call it genius. I couldn't call it a work of genius like Al did. Uh, I, I think, think it's too far. It deals with a couple of you know some really important. I think Al's had too many beers and he liked his name of his shop too much, and that's it. <laughs> uh, it's probably on. part of it, but also it, I genuinely think this is probably one of Elliot's best stories. Oh. Um, definitely better than the pirate story, <laughs> of course. Um, but no, I mean it deals with themes of like corporate greed, media manipulation, like cultural division, like you know all of those kind of things. Things that are very current. What's a Shavendale uh. male milking sleeve? Well, <laughs> 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 um, that's a good question. Well, I imagine it's it's a sleeve that you put on your. You remember, and it does something like I don't. I don't know. I didn't really invent all of the the actual dildos. I just made up the names. Right. So, <laughs> but I would imagine it's like a kind of like the in Red Dwarf, where you kind of put a thing on, and it just sort of does it for you. It does it for you. Is that the is that the tagline of the product? Probably, but which is probably a quite a similar action to the Series Seven Tug Buddy. Yeah. About it. Yeah. I, I got that reference. The Tug Buddy reference. Mm. Immediately, uh, got a smile from me. Well, that's a little in joke, isn't it, between the three of us? Bit, bit of a yeah. cheeky one, but I liked it. Elliot used to have a website, and one of the products on there was uh, the Tug Buddy. You can find it on web archive, Elliot.com. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> you ready to give your feedback, Mr. Teacher? Yeah, looking forward to this. I think it's three works of genius. Well, no, two, and then Ryan's poem. So, two works of genius. <laughs> Oh my God, it's grading time. Okay, let's go for it. 
I think before I go into the the feedback and the grading, I think this is the hardest week to grade. What that we've had? Wow. I think it's a real. I think it's really. It's a real. I, I think I read them beforehand, and I'd kind of had in my head what I was going to give them, and then reading them a second time, uh, and also hearing your critique has has just swayed me a little bit. So I'm still sort of digesting them a little bit. So we'll go with the first. What was the first one? The first one was nostalgia is for the feeble-minded. Yep, the Burnley rap, which I don't know. I, I'm I, immediately for some reason it made me think of. Uh, it feels a little bit like a kind of a Richard Ashcroft song. Oh, yeah. I can imagine. I don't know whether he's kind of Mancunian or that way up there. It's but it's kind of like yeah. just, just kind of like waltzing down the street, bittersweet symphony. It's got that I kind of that vibe tune. to it. Uh, it's a great tune. Um, and I, it just feels like something he would say, nostalgia is for the feeble minded. So, I mean, that's a, that's a plus for me. Uh, I agree with the comment about, I think, Brexit feels a bit shoehorned in at the end. I don't think that final rhyming couplet works, albeit that it does bring in, I think, a wider political um, commentary. And uh, this, yeah, the idea of this, it's, it's really quite, I think it's really quite clever because you've got this individual who longs for simpler times and the way the the way things were when they didn't have to think about jobs and taxes and and all the rest of it and that times that time in in this individual's head means Woolworths and Dixons and Wimpy Wimpy as well come on you got to get Wimpy out we had that down the high street until just recently and they changed it to something else and then that went out of business it went out of business yeah it's a shock especially where we're from come on forget that it's Burnley you've got to get a Wimpy uh, I, I, shout I, out I only went to Wimpy once in my entire life when I lived in that town. Oh dear! Yeah, you're well, the reason why it shut down. Yeah, I was there daily. <laughs> um, but the, I, I think that's really nice. I think it, I think it works really, really well. Um, I like the idea of, and this is where it's potentially, um, hugely northist, and we, we this could, this could. Uh, end up in us being absolutely pulverized with commentary uh, about this so I've, I've got to be very very wary but this guy's from Burnley right yeah and we're and we're essentially saying that the reason people vote for Brexit is because they haven't achieved in their life and they just want a sense of simple Woolworths back which begs the question if Woolworths was still around would Brexit have happened no it wouldn't can we can we can we put it to the listeners' vote? Yep, yep. Listeners, write in and tell us. Uh, it absolutely would never have happened. So I like that debate. I think that's <clears throat> um, that cuts to the the crux of, Bex, of Brexit. Um, but I, I I like it. I, I like the change of direction. I think it's it's good to to see some poetry brought in. It's still managing to be a story. We've still got this individual sense of isolation and loneliness, everyone having moved away and moved on with their lives. And yet he's stuck and he's looking for something to blame. And so he blames Brexit. You know, he blames the fact that, uh, yeah, other people have got things that he doesn't. And so it worked whilst also being a, uh, a very enjoyable uh, little story wrapped up in a, in a, in a poem wrap. So I, I liked it. It's a B. 
thank you. I'm very pleased uh, with that. I, you know, I I don't think that Mr. Teacher read between the lines uh, there. That, that yeah, you know, to be fair, that is what I was going for. And I didn't shoehorn in Brexit. I was going for it. <laughs> FYI. Sure, sure. Well, I appreciate that, Mr. Teacher. Thank well, we'll see what Mr. Blunder <laughs> thinks about that, right? Blunder is going to love that. He's going to be all over it. Alan, if you're listening, get ready to write in. Mr. Teacher, can't wait for your next letter. Uh, what's next? Butt stuff or business? I can't remember. Butt stuff was next. <laughs> yeah, butt stuff. Butt stuff. I mean, butt there's stuff. butt stuff in both of them. <laughs> right, butt stuff. So this is the story of... Uh, this is where the High Street reference is just a Mr... What's it? His name is Mr. Feller, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, how lazy is that? Well, he's Australian. <laughs> he's Australian. It's, a, it's an Australian surname. It's not an Australian no, surname. Do Australians even have high streets? They have like, it's not. It's not the same I, kind of thing, is it? Yeah, they have high streets. They do have high streets. No, they don't call it a high street, though, do they? It's like Main they Street or call, something. They don't call it a high street, but it's the same thing. Yeah, they have a high street. And uh, Mr. Feller, Feller is a popular surname in Australia. Is no, it? It isn't. <laughs> I've never met anyone called Fella in Good day, Mr. Fella. <laughs> so I think a lot of the grading here hinges on whether I whether it's 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 an absolute outrage hmm. to be writing a first line of Mr. Fella walking down the high street in order for you to get to the point at which you're talking about someone plunging a cucumber out of their ass. I, I, I mean, that is the ultimate movement away from the brief, I think, that we've had. It's like, right, I've got this story in my head about some guy with a cucumber up his ass. How can I link this into a high street? I'll just do it in one line and call a guy Mr. Feller. Done. Um, so that is potentially something to celebrate. Well, but, or, you know, but... <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I'll. I'll come back to it in a second. I mean, I want a question. Who was banging? Who was banging on about this being the equivalent of American Beauty in the plastic bag? That was Elliot. His oh, Elliot's feedback what? on that, which shocked I me. I just what? What a load of complete bollocks! What are you <laughs> on about? Can you give a great no, Elliot's just... feedback? I thought as a glorious <laughs> parallel. No, because... how is that? How is that similar? Yeah, because did, a lot of times in in particularly in modern writing, it's based. It's about bringing mundane conversations or mundane things to life and making them you know interesting and making them beautiful well that, that was and neither well it was interesting it was no, and it was both so the the, the <laughs> mundane conversation made the the whole removing the dildo wasn't it was a cucumber better like it was american, or, american beauty oscar so, winning movie so it was just a kind of you know comparison to that because it's oh it's just a just a plastic bag. I think you're giving a lot of breeze, credit but... to to the author there. Isn't it? No, I, well, I, just... I think I think he's totally nailed it. I think he gets it. Elliot gets it. It's basically it's it's the additional layer that I've been looking for in Alex's stories. That there's um, no layers there. There's there absolutely is. no layers. There is. It's just a cucumber being extracted from someone's ass. <laughs> there's no layers. <laughs> I mean, there's to be fair. There's very little layers in the plastic bag in American Beauty. I think. Well, that's no. A, I mean, pretentious bollocks. Oh God, as yeah, well. it's very pretentious. But <laughs> I'd say this is less pretentious. Yeah, American Beauty is <laughs> bullshit. It's definitely, isn't it? Jesus. It's, it's, defi- it's definitely less pretentious. But in no way can it be compared to someone talking about a plastic bag 
and and the beauty. There's no beauty in this. <laughs> no, well, not beauty, but you know, it made it funnier. <laughs> it was a different thing, then. <laughs> yeah, could we? Yeah, but it's um, the same same technique. Can we strike so... American Beauty from the record? Yeah, yeah. I, look, I think there's. I I would have absolutely loved to have the ending of him going back into the vegetable shop. Oh, absolutely love that. Uh, yeah. I think I 100% think you've missed a agree. huge you've missed yep. a huge trick there. It ends with just the cucumber slapping the reception the poor receptionist. Um <laughs> why why wiping her out? I'm like, that can't be the ending. There's well, he, he absolutely absolutely has got to go back into the greengrocers and get a pepper or some other because he's you know he's got to be He's got to be experimenting with different vegetables, hasn't he? To see, he's got to be straight back what, on it. Absolutely. What pleasure is this giving me? And what can my doctor extract out of my asshole? Um, yeah, plus, he's not that yeah. bothered about going in there and getting it out, and he's just casually having a conversation. So it kind of makes sense that he would go and get it's another his favorite one. customer, a regular customer. Absolutely. There's all sorts of things that that opens up about whether, excuse the pun about opening mm. up, but it, yeah. it's all sorts of things that opens up about is Mister Feller. <laughs> feeling 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 lonely and actually the only the only decent conversation he has with a guy that's pulling a vegetable out of his ass i think that that is far more interesting than just ending it with shania or whatever her name is being uh Chila. Hit, hit over the head with a with a poo stained cucumber <laughs> um but having said that look it was great it was great fun wasn't it we all we all enjoyed it um there are parts of it that I absolutely detest, and then parts of it that. But but then you're one over, aren't you? You're one over. This is the great thing about stories, is that it can be absolutely dreadful, which which it it really is. It, I yeah. mean, it, it it really is. But you can be won over by the by the just the joy of it. Um, so I, I mean, I, I applaud that. I'm, I'm giving it a B as well. Whoa. Wow. Oh, I thought that was a C. Um, but congratulations. Well done on that, B. Well, there's layers you know, to it. It really made American, me laugh. American Beauty. Um, yeah. Huh. I'm going to regret that comment. <laughs> Oscar winning movie. Yeah. <laughs> Parallels. <laughs> Right, it's just business. Uh, really good title, like that. Very good. Um, would a dildo cut a tense atmosphere? Yes. In this case, yes. Every time. If you've got people shouting at each other and someone rocks up with a dildo, starts waving it around, people would pay attention to that man. <laughs> it's just... Yeah, good, good point. Let's move on. <laughs> Well, uh, <laughs> this is new. Right, good. I just thought I'd ask the question. Um, a couple of great lines in there. I like the fact that so you've got some as as far as I understand, you've got kind of Al's and Ryan's uh, kind of disciples battling each other with dildos. Yeah, and then you've got some some of the disciples who are perhaps less gun ho, who are on the fringes of this. Who are beating themselves with their own dildos? Is well, that the just, idea? They're just dildoing themselves, having a good time, in right? Non-violent protest, as per Gandhi. 
Yeah, I, I, I was going to say, I think that might, that's my that's up there in one of my favourite lines about as per Gandhi's teachings. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought I, I thought that worked really well. Um, as as before, and I think El, you need you need congratulating on this. You managed to. I mean, this is this is in many ways an epic, isn't it? This is an epic of two tribes that have been battling each other over recent times. And then you've got a war that exists, you've got a war exists, and you've got the culmination of that war within a really short period of time. And to do that, I think is quite impressive. And, and you've done that before. And so I think that that's really, really good. Let's just marvel for a second, if we if we can, at the um at the enjoyment of the the names of these dildos. Because I've got the sense that, that you enjoy this as well. So perhaps another another thing that we can put to the reader's vote, which of these would you purchase? Okay. No one's going to write in about this. <laughs> Kidney Cracker 2000. Love Egg. Fist of Fury. L- love Egg's a real thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. Vibrator. What, what is a Love Egg? I think you... you... You put it in your veg, and you you control it with an app on your phone, and it vi- and tell it to vibrate. Uh, you have, think... you guys, have you guys both got um, love eggs? No. There's a knowing look there, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, these guys a love egg you. look. So who no, is yeah. actually getting fingered, El? I, I never on, asked on the their beach name. in Madeira. I never asked their name. Yeah, was it you? No. Um, but yeah, love egg. What was the next one? Right, sorry. So kidney cracker two thousand. <laughs> he just wants to move it along. Love Egg, Fist of Fury, Spoken Stroke, Shaven Dale Male. Stroke and Spoke, is it? Isn't it's Poken Poken Stroke, isn't it? Poken Stroke, is it? Sorry, right, okay. Poken Stroke, that makes more sense. Poken Stroke, Shaven Dale Male Milking Sleeve, and Seven Tug Buddy. Holy fuck, what 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 did you just list out, Mr. Teacher? Is that a list of all the dildos that Elliot came up with in his story? Yeah. That is creative. Isn't it? That is um, well. Yeah. Love egg already exists, and the tug buddy doesn't exist. But we made it up years There's ago. A lot of history behind the tug buddy, for sure. Everyone yeah. on this call you, knows about it. You discussed it. <laughs> you discussed it before, but can you just explain again what is the Shavendale male milking sleeve? Well, I don't. I, as I say, I I didn't really invent these things. <laughs> I didn't kind of sit on a sit with a drawing board <laughs> and the work out how they were how they're actually going to work. But I sort of imagined it as a well, as a as a male milking, so you you put it on your on your member, you press a button, and it it basically sort of in a big inverted commas milks you. You call your knob a member quite a lot. Yeah, why do you call it a penis? Right, put it on your knob then. <laughs> Good. Um, member makes you feel sick. Good. I I I just I enjoyed uh, those terms. I could I quite like. Uh, yeah, the the sense of. The, the the author coming up with these with these terms and 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 just sort of smiling about uh, these creations, I think that works well. Yeah, the hard hitting social commentary. I was I was a bit skeptical at first when you mentioned that, but I think it is there. I think it does achieve that. There is an element of this kind of sense of like instilling conflict in society is a a preface to making money and that's exactly what ryan and al have have understood is that actually it's not necessarily about the dildos if they can create conflict in their community they're both going to make more money from pleasure and i think that's quite a a clever thing to to pick up on um it's good it's good 
I think this is the first time ever I'm going to go with a B as well. Wow. Okay. I can't split them. I think they're. I think. They're, I think they're, they're. They're very enjoyable for different reasons. Uh, I think you've all done very well this week. Wow. Well, congratulations, Elliot. Um, did you really mean the social commentary bit? You could admit it now. You got your grade. Uh, well, after, when I wrote it, I was like, actually, this is kind of, you know, like this stuff does go on, particularly, you know, people who are getting rag- radicalized on social media and that accident. kind of stuff. It's, it does happen. So, and I thought I just, I tied that in. And then that's kind of what m- made me think of the last paragraph where the two business tycoons were all in on it together. Wow. Yeah. I, I picked up on it straight away. Layers. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I thought it was brilliant. Genius. I clocked it straight away. I'll take those compliments where you can get it, Elle, because uh, he's normally ragging you for your stories. Right, so yeah. uh, leaderboards then. Yep. Last week, we had Alex in third place with 80. Ryan in second place with 83.5. And Elliot in first place with 85.5. Now, we all got a B on this week's episode, so the leaderboard positions don't change. But just to give you an update on the scores, Alex gets... 87, Ryan's on 90.5, and Elliot is 92.5. So we're still very tightly bunched. Anyone can win this. And we've still got several weeks to go before the end of the season. Well, I'm very confident about next week's story. I think it's an A-star in the bag straight away. So Really? You guys better bring your A-game. Okay. And the next week's story is what, Mr. Teacher? <clears throat> Sunset. Oh, okay. Sunset. Hmm. Yeah, no, sorry, I've already churned it out. Uh, You've churned it out. Is, he told me it's just in, in advance. Yeah, that doesn't seem <laughs> fair. Um, I've really been okay. working on it. <laughs> All right, well, thank you very much, boys. And we'll see you next week. Yeah, thanks a lot. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Small Fictions Podcast. Email us with questions, stories of your own or anything at all at smallfictions at gmail.com.